Who or what is the corpse? Is he the living dead come to kill us all? Or is he a soldier of justice condemned to walk the face of the earth, fighting a never-ending mission against lawbreakers so that society may function? Is he dead or alive? Man or Superman? Friend or foe? Monster or master? Angel or devil? Vigilante or victim? Plague or gift? He is all of these things, and he is none of them. He is the corpse. Chapter 2 A Rainy Dawn Meanwhile, the soggy tendrils of a soaking dawn extended across the breadth of the city until they reached the high cliffs known as the Walls and crept over Manor House, the gothic estate of Colin Van Dyke, the wealthy munitions heir, where the imposing manse overlooked the skyscrapers of New Holland across the Vincenzo River. Colin Van Dyke's mood matched the weather perfectly. Stormy, dark, and restless as he stared out the floor-to-ceiling windows at the pounding rain. A finger of lightning split the sky, reaching down from the heavens as if to accuse the city of New Holland itself. Colin saw the bolt of lightning land at the St. Kevin Monastery on the other side of the river where it pounded the structure's ancient parapets pondered exactly what that meant about the emotional state of the cosmos. He took another sip from his tumbler of whiskey to ease his torment, and then turned away from the window. He knew he probably shouldn't be drinking so early, but he had been tossing and turning all night, unable to find the rest he so purposefully sought. He felt some amount of relief with the dawn of the new day, as dark and rainy as it was and allowed himself to celebrate getting through another night with a drink. He never could have seen coming what happened, he told himself. No one could have seen it coming. The particular set of circumstances that came together that woeful night to create the corpse were nigh on to impossible, a billion to one shot. The biggest brains in the world couldn't have brought forth those circumstances on purpose if they tried for a thousand years. But Colin knew that, really, he was just rationalizing, keeping himself in a state of denial. Deep down, Colin had known the risks. He just wished that he had taken them on himself, instead of exposing someone else to them. The incident that haunted him to this very day was almost five years in the past now, but the power and tragedy of what he had done was strong enough to vex him for the rest of his days. It had been over two years since the corpse first made himself known to the populace of New Holland, taking down a major crime ring, and at the same time causing a sensation in the tabloid press. Dead man walking, proclaimed the ledger. Lock the cemeteries, blared the bugle. Every newspaper, radio station, and internet blogger in his basement 
joined in the media perfect storm, the likes of which had never been seen before. The grapevine and the internet worked in combination with the members of the press, both respectable and damnable, to keep the public talking about, thinking about, and fearing the corpse. Who was this disturbing figure, or what was he really? Was he really dead yet undead? Was he a total fraud? The result of expertly applied prosthetic makeup effects and technological advances? Or was he a figment of the imagination? The result of unreliable witnesses strung out on brick or some insidious new form of synth? The media had no end of fun and profit repeatedly posing such queries as well as attempting to answer them. They filled endless column inches following leads that never panned out, repeating the fantasies of so-called experts and engaging in the wildest possible forms of speculation. There sprung up a cottage industry of analysts, advocates, and talking heads to feed the media firestorm. Websites and blogs blossomed by the thousands, both supporting and damning the appearance of the corpse. Wannabes and never-wers sprung up in the corpse's wake, all with their own names, their own costumes, and all attempting the same vigilante tactics. But, Colin knew, only the corpse had been subjected to the precise array of factors that had turned him into a being who, paradoxically, was amazingly strong and debilitatingly weak at the same time. Only the corpse had the seemingly supernatural advantage that others could only fake or aspire to. The advantage usually reserved for mythological beings and figments of the imagination. Colin knew intimately that the corpse was not a figment of anyone's imagination. All the proof that anyone needed to confirm this right this second sat resting downstairs in Colin's vast basement laboratory complex. Perhaps one day they would get a chance to see this proof. The skeptics would be convinced. The eyewitnesses would be proved sane. The superstitious would have yet one more thing to fear. And another boogeyman would emerge from the misty dark of night and the veil of superstition into the cold, analytical light of day. But for right now, the corpse had a much more advantageous position working under mysterious circumstances and a covert identity. At present, no one could be allowed to see Colin's facilities. Not one person could be permitted to suspect what Colin was doing. Nobody could be left free to nail down exactly who or what the corpse was and what his intentions were. The only ones who shared this burden of knowledge were Colin's servant, Warren, his chauffeur, Nelson, and the corpse himself. Colin pulled out a book on the bookshelf, which triggered the hidden mechanism in the wall. The bookshelf swung back, revealing a hidden passageway, which had first been used decades ago by Colin's uncle, Josiah Van Dyke. Colin moved toward the hole in the wall. He sighed deeply. He stopped, then turned and walked away with a heavy heart. I'll give him a little more time to rest, he thought. He probably needs it. But was Colin giving his injured charge more time to rest? or just giving himself a little more time to avoid the awful truth. Colin did not want to answer that question, but he couldn't stop himself from asking it. The bookcase swung shut behind him and locked against the wall with a disturbing finality. You have been listening to 
Chapter 1 of The Corpse, Book 1, The Menace in the Mirror, by Scott Mercer, read by the author. Music by Kevin McLeod in Competech.com, licensed under a Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license. Be sure to listen in again for the next chapter of The Menace in the Mirror.